All right, here we go. It is podcasting time. Glenn Powers here from PowerWorks Automotive, which means for the next, well, I don't know, hour, we're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about the automotive industry. We're going to talk about your car. And along the way, we're going to sort pretty much every issue you've had in the last seven days, whether that be with friends, whether that be at a restaurant, whether that be at a garage, yeah, just general, general. We'll see. There's loads to talk about. We just won't get around to any of it. <laughs> and, and it's great because we do have a list and, yeah. and I've, I've put no, some no, stuff no, no. on there. You've undersold that. And no, said, I mean, it's almost a format. Yeah, we always have a format. Yeah. It's worse with Colin because we'll get started and then, you know, it's like, let's talk about the shed. You know, and actually that's the best one. Colin Thomas, we will fix it. The podcast, go back and listen to any of those. And the, the shed features prominently in those conversations. Anytime you don't know where to go, you just bring up the shed. The shed. Because it's never done. <laughs> <laughs> never completed shed. Oh, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm stinking. If you think it's just because I'm English and I'm, <laughs> I've been eating fish and chips all day, I'm covered in Colin's latest purchase van oh, no. of sour petrol. Oh, no. So, yeah. Hey, this, is, this is an interesting one. So, unless... You have a lawnmower that takes petrol, some form of garden tool that takes petrol, maybe an ATV. People don't realize that that petrol tank that you've got in the garden shed or in the, the garage or, you know, beside the house, it goes bad. Yeah, I mean, the, I remember we originally, we were always taught like I think it was six months at room temperature and room temperature in the UK oh, really? I think is 21 degrees. I think the class six months. Six months in a sealed container. That's it? Oh, wow. Before it can start to oxidize. Um, but this was, I mean, this is years. And it's the seal. Well, I'm covered in it. The rubber seal had melted. Is this the seal with the gas cap or the seal? So the fuel pump. The fuel oh, pump no. had failed. So I had oh, to no. the fuel tank out to change the pump. Five people called in today that they're not, no, four of them called in saying they're not coming in. And one of them couldn't make it in because he had to go and present his passport for his wife's entrance permit or something i can't uh-huh, remember uh-huh. so did, did they know that this fuel pump in this vehicle with the seals going <laughs> and bad smelling gas well, was was in the was well, on the game plan everyone knew it was happening because i made i made them push it in last night before we left um, oh, no you so, got to push the car in as well yeah we had to the push van. the van in yeah we had to push it all in last night i, I made them stay to help me because i you know i can do a few things but i can't push a van on my own so we pushed it in last night, but you know it's like a it's a couple of hours to do the job, start to finish. But then the seal came, and it's the wrong seal, and now I'm covered in dirty, oh, stinky no. petrol that smells like vinegar, and and you can't get that smell off. That's the worst. Oh thing. no, no, it's it's terrible, terrible. And like I say, I've had to scrub the old remnants of the seal off of my fingers, which has now split all the ends of my fingers. So they're stinging as well. So, I, yeah. I got to say, your hands are super clean because that petrol is just eating oh, away yeah, at a layer the, of the skin. Palm, like, my calluses are really <laughs> visible now. So, yeah. So it's, um, you can't... It's just one of those jobs, isn't it? You just have it. I mean, Colin bought the, the vehicle from an auction. It had been sat in an auction parking area for yeah. probably a year at least almost certainly longer and there's problems with it obviously and and fuel going off is a fuel going off is a big deal and 
you know, like you've mentioned, lawn mowers and people that might have um, recreational dirt bikes or quads and they keep jerry cans of fuel in their yeah. shed or their garage. Six months, people, you can sometimes buy a fuel stabilizer. Yeah, yeah. So, Is that a good thing to do? If I'm going away in the summer, should I be fuel stabilizing? Why not? Yeah. doesn't hurt if you're leaving your car parked for any length of time. I mean, it's certainly not 20 degrees in the summer, so any rate of decay will be accelerated. Um, but, you know, it's it's a situation where if you are leaving your vehicle parked at any length of time, try to leave it parked with the minimum amount of fuel in as you can. So then, oh, really? when, then you can fill it up. So I always think, this is, maybe it's just me, but I'm always thinking, okay, I'm going to leave my car, fill up the tires, make sure I've got good tire yeah, pressure. Yeah, over, overinflate the pressure. Overinflate. Yeah. And, you know, top up the fuel tank. At least have have it fairly, fairly uh, well. Well, the problem is, obviously, you've just got more fuel to go off. But if you're only parking for a month or two, you're then at you're very okay. low risk of that happening. Um, especially on a modern car, which is a sealed system. So I just, but if you're going to leave it over in the Emirates parking lot in the auction, make sure you have as little fuel as possible. Yeah, fuel stabilizer in there if, you, if you're going to store it for any length of time. Definitely. That should almost be something that they just do when a vehicle comes in, throw some stabilizer in the fuel tank. They're not going to benefit from that, are they? <laughs> no, but the person who's getting it might. You know, it's just, it's just a nice, a nice. Solder scene. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and sometimes they don't know how long these cars are going to take to clear. They get them in their parking before they can auction them. And if there's a, a bank dispute or if there's a police case or any sort of case or they can't find the actual owner and they can't get the paperwork through. So they could be there for a week. It could be there for two, three years. So, yeah, this this has been an interesting purchase, as always, with, with Collins fans. But it will be running today and then... I'll send it over to the DIP garage to continue with the work there because the delivery location is still Alcoo's from his okay. from his many auction sites that he buys from. Yeah. They just dump them at Alcoo's when they're <laughs> when they're bought. So we'll get it running and then send it over to DIP for doing the rest of the work. The you you mentioned when you're talking about the fuel pump that the the gasket did it just disintegrate turn into that mucky sticky rubber so yeah you know like the same as the seals on the windows and stuff oh, go yeah. anyone that's lived here for any length of time in the uae will have certainly encountered that if anyone's been behind a range rover so i'm not <laughs> just picking on them if you've been behind a range rover and um sort of up to it's about 2012 they had the finishing strip across the back yeah. brushed steel or something yeah, yeah. beautiful and you see like a, it looks like it's crying black tears down one side yes it's that's exactly what happens to it basically and it just melts and it goes really, in English we'd say pappy, but then it goes beyond that and it's just sticky. It's really, just really, really thick like, um, and there is, like treacle. Is, is there any treatment for that or no? No, it's too yeah, far gone it's at done. that point, yeah. I mean, this seal that we had with the pump wasn't the right seal, didn't fit. So, <laughs> you know, as long as, it's, as long as the seal's okay, you could probably, as a, a push, get away with using the old seal. But this is an example of why you don't, because it just fall apart if you try to yeah. remove it. You know, we could barely scrape it. We had to scrape it off the tank to get it out. So we're never going to put that back together. Yeah. I, we're we're going to come back to what's going on in the garage because there's always a lot of fun going on there. Did you did you catch this this write up about Reven Automobiles and you know it's now the second most valuable automotive company, I guess in the world, but definitely in the U.S. And they've they've like 
only delivered 156 cars. <laughs> yeah, no, this this sort of smacks like the dot com boom. Yeah, and when does this go bust? Wow. Like, you know, when you've got Elon Musk selling seven billion dollars worth of shares. Yeah. yeah. In Tesla, seven billion dollars of shares. Yeah. Can you imagine? In an upstart company, okay, they produce a lot of cars. Six hundred thousand vehicles. Right. They've delivered more than six hundred thousand. But you know, yeah. are there seven billion dollars worth of shares in General Motors who probably p- produce that many vehicles in a year? Yeah, I, I just thought it's crazy. What I thought was interesting with Reven, and they've got this electric, so they're an electric car company, if you haven't been following it. Electric car company, they've got a, a pickup truck that's pretty cool looking. But they they really haven't delivered very many of them. No. they Ford and Amazon are investors in the company. Ford, Ford's got, Ford owns 14% before the IPO. 14%. That's pretty it's smart. A, it's a considerable... Considering that they're worth more than Ford, General Motors, Reven now is is right up there, just yeah. under Tesla in value. But but again, how? <laughs> That's the way stock the, markets the, the, work, right? You know the trucks. Yeah, I know. And this is the thing. This is why, like, say the sort of dot com boom, where you know everything was like, oh wow, amazing. And then, oh dear, yeah, you know somebody needs to flatten Silicon Valley because we've got a problem. Like, what what do we do? Well, the, the, yeah. other, the other thing is they lost money. It, they lost $994 million in the first half of the year. So they lost money. Initial public offering, an IPO, and now they're the second most valuable automotive company on the planet. <laughs> this <laughs> what is are you and I doing wrong? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the problem. It's all about the power of this, right? So yeah. cars now have become like... You're holding up phones. your phone. So those yeah. who are listening, Glenn's holding up his, his phone. Yeah. He's holding it's up the technology. It's all about... We've said before, cars have become like mobile phones. Every six months, you know, you just buy yeah. one, then there's an update, and there's a new one. Yeah. And their fashion statements, to a huge degree, and more so than they ever have been, I think. Mm. And... I just don't see how it's sustainable. I can't, for the life of me, see how it's sustainable because we, we've already talked about the baseline carbon emissions of a of produc- of production for an EV, and then there's the oh okay you need to change your battery every seven or ten years as we expect maybe fifteen if we're lucky, you know okay solid state batteries might help but there's still raw materials involved there and production costs and infrastructure etc so how is this how is that sustainable how how do now internal combustion isn't sustainable there isn't no oil being made we're just draining the planet and slowly slowly draining it all away and it will die and disappear eventually but this is crazy there are reasons behind it that i don't understand i'm sure and if anyone's an economist listening they're probably thinking what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I ain't an economist. I'm just saying, I'm just looking at it thinking, well, how? You know, we'll how? See. You know, we'll there's the whole scandal with, so there was the Nikola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That uh, came and went. We, we don't hear about it anymore. Yeah, the guys in, in in court and in multiple court cases for committing fraud, like with his figures and their output and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, oof. And then you've got people, you know, like huge, huge names in the industry for huge manufacturers like uh, Carlos Ghosn with with Nissan. 
and everything that happened there with Nissan Renault and everything else. Like it only takes that. And then what happens when Elon Musk land, lands on Mars and says, I ain't coming back. Yeah. You know, he, he, um, he is the figurehead and how many people buy those cars because of him. Yeah. You know, if he disassociates himself with the company, I mean, he's selling all his houses and liquidating everything and, doesn't believe in having material possessions and all this, which is easy to say when you're minted. But, <laughs> you know, fair play to him, whatever. But, you know, if he does get on a SpaceX and disappear, yeah. do, 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 do people buy, you know, do people buy Teslas because they're Elon Musk? Do they buy Teslas because they like the look of them and, and, and what they represent? Sure. But is there, a, I would say, a, a big pull? proportion of people believe in him yeah no i i think elon musk is the big driver of tesla and as long as he's at the helm of this and obviously bringing in those people i think people keep buying them i think once he he bows out they kind of go oh the whole ship will keep running because it's got the engineers it's got the scientists it's got the investors it's got the the people thinking about it but he's he's the ringmaster. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's, it's you see it in all walks of life, don't you? You know, yeah. you know, everybody goes to watch the new movie with the Rock in it because it's the Rock. And yeah. He's got three hundred million social media followers, <laughs> so they'll could all be the worst movie it. in the world. Doesn't matter because the Rock's yeah. in it, so they'll, well, like the opening Jane. weekend will yeah. be huge. It's like 007. You know, you go see you go to watch James Bond movie because it's James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if it's a great one or yeah. you know because they're not all the same. You watch a, yeah. a lousy James Bond movie. Yeah. Well, it was James Bond movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I, look, I, I just there, there there are people that are more qualified, I would say, to have a, a, a better opinion on this than me. But I just think that a lot of people that buy those Teslas don't necessarily buy them because they're a great drive. They don't get in one and think, "Oh, this drives uh, better." They, they, this drives better than the than let's say the Golf I've just driven or the or the Q7 or whatever it may be because they don't do they. Let's be honest. No, they want a Tesla. You just want to be able to say, what do you drive? I drive a Tesla. Yeah. So this is it. And this is where, okay, that attitude means they're going to want to change every couple of years. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. You know, it keeps driving prices up, but, you know, there's a there's a huge, they're, they're, they're producing more cars on a daily basis than, than anybody at the minute. You know, everyone else is winding production down and these guys are ramping up. <laughs> Go figure. You know. They got a corner on the chip market. Clearly, yeah, they're they're you know, clearly. So, how else do you make that happen? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it goes. It just it worries me when anything goes this crazy, yeah. this quickly. I, everyone's heard of Rivian, or a lot of people that are interested in in the car game have heard of Rivian. But where where this value comes from is frightening. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, so we'll definitely see. see. I mean, you got people over at Rimac. Rimac have bought um, Bugatti from VW Group. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to make some fantastic cars, but they are going to be special cars. Mm. They're not going to be making your Model Threes that are for everybody. But then again, who's Model Three? They're not for everybody <laughs> either. Actually, someone can actually mention the price of those things. We're talking like forty thousand dollars, aren't we? Yeah. Plus, you've got to wait for however long you've got to wait for. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't wait for a Model 3. 
I, I thought it was interesting was watching so as as we do you take a look at the brown car guy if no if you're not oh, looking happy birthday oh happy birthday, birthday to Shazad yeah. yeah so belated birthday greetings by the time this comes out but yeah uh, today's the 16th of November yeah so belated and by the way uh, three cheers for Glenn we have now surpassed the 90 episodes of PowerWorks yes uh, so we are we are we are above, above 90 don't listen if you're operating heavy machinery you may fall to sleep <laughs> Or driving, brown car guy. If you're not watching him, hashtag brown car guy uh, across all the socials. That's Shazad Sheikh. He is in the UK. Anything you want to know about cars, we've Brit basically taught him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's doing some good stuff. At the oh, really good stuff, actually. And uh, we were ahead of him on a couple of things, which is kind of good. And I, I'm pretty sure that he's <laughs> listening to our stuff, and I then he's yeah. Well, although yeah. We're ahead of the game, James. What, what can you say? You know, there's a lot of people out there that are called, you know, disruptors, but yeah. we're pioneers. Exactly. And uh, Imtishangiado, Motoring Middle East. So both of these guys, you know, they were partners, and now Shazad is back in the UK. Imtishan is still here doing his crazy stuff as well. But uh, both of them have been talking about, and we've been talking about electric crate motors, and we've been just talking about electrifying older vehicles. Yeah, and I saw that, yeah. And Imtishan posted up uh, a bit, and then Brown Car Guy, Shazad, also posted up a yeah. bit about the Hyundai's gone back to the Grandeur, and they've got an electric version of that that's coming out, and I was just looking at it going, you know what, any day I would drive yeah. Well, obviously, we didn't think of that first thing, did we? We thought 2CV, yeah. Mini yeah. Cooper, yeah. Beetle, yeah. Camper Van. Yeah. But exactly the point we were making is everybody would buy a classic car from the original manufacturer with an electric motor in it 100% I, I, i'm i'm thinking honda time to to pull the plug and just or or stick the plug in and go back to the original civic you know they've got yeah, the dies or the one the del sol one yeah yeah exactly start selling those things yeah. electric yeah you just 100% and I just, I just think it's hilarious that all these automotive manufacturers have got, they must have warehouses full of the old dyes well, to do the not only Not only that, like, <laughs> cars looked better then. Without sounding like my yeah, old mentor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, having kids shout things at me for being an old man, cars did look better. They all had yeah. a bit of difference about them, Yeah, you know, and, and that in itself was good, yeah. a bit of variation. So definitely electrify old models. I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And and it's they're electrifying old models, but they're they're really new vehicles. They just have all the old look. Yeah, but you know the other thing, obviously. Because they've got to be up safety spec. You can't fit 19 airbags in an old Mini Cooper. <laughs> well, you can, but you can't get in it. But they, they have to. I mean, they, they don't have to. But now there's such safety demands. You're not just going to the scrapyard and saying, okay, I'll take five of those over there. And, yeah. And this is the challenge is now you've got these old vehicles that are being made new, getting rid of the petrol engines, putting in the electric stuff, and updating all the safety on it. Yeah. So that, that, right. That's worrisome. And that's probably why the the old Civic for Gen 1 or Gen yeah. 2 yeah. ain't going to happen, which which really did look a lot like a, a, a Mini Cooper. Yeah, really small. And I think it had the same wheels. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably stolen. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is with... Oh, no, we don't know that. So... <laughs> So I've heard. I was told. I mean, they're very similar. They've they, they it's haven't the stolen. They've been ins- they were inspired. Inspired by. They were inspired, inspired by. by. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But there's you know, the problem is you could we could start British Leyland all over again, just doing electric motors in yeah. old classics. Oh, yeah. yeah, why not? 
well, there's lots of reasons actually. Unions won't have it, and then there'll be everyone will be on strike again, and then before yeah. you know it, it's aren't they still on strike? Three day week, out of business. Yeah. they're still on strike, right? Three day week again, and yeah. power yeah. out, and everything else. But no, I think there's um, yeah, there we were saying just just again, there's a lot of good stuff on Brown Car Guys content, yeah. but I did notice that, and the cost of doing it yourself is huge. Yeah, and I think surely it's got to be cheaper for a manufacturer to do it. I think at the end of the day, because they can just put it all together, they yeah. can bundle it in, they can make more. They have the systems to create the product on the platform as opposed to retrofitting. As soon as you got to pull everything out and find the space, you know, they're on the they're on the line. Yeah. They got the tools. They know the vehicle. Boom. I mean, it just makes even if you just do some bespoke and you've got yeah. a little line running on the side, yeah, it's gonna cost you a premium, but it's going to come off the line. There's going to be no rattles and everything's going to fit right. And yep. it's going to be cool. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, um, I'm keeping my eyes out for a Mark II Golf. It doesn't necessarily have to be a GTI, but I'd prefer it to be because the interiors were better. But I had one and did a lot to it and I enjoyed having it. And then I, I sold it. Oh. But now they're selling the same exact one I had without being messed around with, they're selling for £10,000. That's that's a bit of change. And that's not even like, <laughs> you know, concourse level, which, God, I don't know what they'd go for. But, you know, in a few years' time, that means they'll probably be 20K. Yeah. And then, surely they can make one of those for me in Wolfsburg. <laughs> I'd pay 40 if I had it, you know. So yeah. there are people that would buy it. And, you know, it might have to be, it might have to be a massive shift to get them to do it, and we're obviously talking a little bit of pie in the sky and just dreaming. It's, it's nostalgia cars, yeah. and I think there's so many people like yourself, like myself, who that first vehicle that you've driven, you would pay the money to have another one of those. Yeah, but you know what? This this is the other side of it. Being in oh, you wouldn't pay the money. The workshops and seeing yeah. John's John Ellis, right? He's got yeah. two Jaguars, yeah, yeah. Because you got to own, you got to own two. They're only twenty years old, so they're not really proper classics. They're XKs. Yeah, but they're they're Jags. So you know, yeah, a twenty year old Jag is like a fifty year old Jag. Yeah, well, <laughs> twenty days old. But the, 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 he has spent thousands keeping them on the road, thousands, and so for me, I wouldn't even if I liked one, which I don't, by the way, but even if I did. I wouldn't buy one because I'm like, well, all right, I've got to buy it. And then are they, are they, these are, things are going for like 30,000 euros in Germany. Really? Are, so then this, you've got that. Is this the one, is, are his models the one that look like an old Ford Taurus or his? No, the, no. It's the, what's the, before no, it's that. the sport car, the XK. Oh, okay. So it's the okay. last one that kind of okay, kept gotcha. true to the E-type right. sort of lines. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. So the 30,000 euros in Germany for a decent one. But you're going to spend that every two years. Whereas you gotta love if that Jaguar, thing. so let's say after two or three years, you're ninety thousand euros into it. Well, surely Jaguar can make me one with electric motor in it for ninety. I don't even need it to be fast. The, the V8s weren't fast. Yeah. I don't even need it to be. I don't need it to be up there with a Tesla Model S Plaid. I just want it to look like an XK yeah. and not cost me a million dirhams every week and be off the road all the time. Yeah. You know. So we'll see, mm. but um, 
it it was a it was a fun post from from Shazad, and I did <laughs> I did think straight. I, I did I think I commented on it saying, well, obviously, of course we want people, of course we want yeah. manufacturers to make the classics. Who doesn't want a electric beetle? But yeah. you know, there are people that think it's sacrilegious. But those people own one, and it will put their values up. Yeah, definitely. there we go. Exactly. That, another interesting one yesterday. Driving down Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Road, as you do. Always interesting. And uh, side note, we haven't even got into the main topic. I'm already side noting. <laughs> traffic this morning was brutal. Yeah. And I was almost going to text you. I hope the traffic's not brutal for you because it's brutal for That's me. That's like saying I hope it's not yeah. dark at night. I, I couldn't believe it. I I mean, I slightly modified the time just getting over here to the Rove Hotel. And I I I didn't have to go far. <laughs> and all I kept thinking is, I, I know that the Digital Nexa guys have got a nice setup and they've got a nice podcast studio going. It's going to take me an hour to get there. <laughs> and I'm just going, yeah. I don't know if I'm willing to invest the hour to get there. Yeah. I mean, no, I think you'd have to do Sheikh Zayed. I guess. From Maidan Street and then go that way. You'll be all right yeah, that way because okay. no traffic that side. All right. But still another 15 minutes. Yeah. So well, then we'll get, we'll, we won't knock that one out of the park yet. We'll we'll wait. Yeah. We'll out. Next week we'll go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but this traffic was just killing me. It was just and crazy drivers too. I mean the the usual drivers, but then a few people who are just weaving in and out and waiting for an accident to happen. The nice thing driving without the windows on the Jeep is you hear a lot of people who've got car problems. Yeah. That they don't hear because they got the windows up. <laughs> It's like some bus yesterday. It was a shearing sound, and I I actually slowed down because I thought, what is make? I thought maybe it's brakes, and then I went, no, that's that's not the shearing of a brake. You know, you, that little piece of metal that tells you you gotta change your brakes, brake pads. Yeah, no, no, this was like something in the rear differential, as nice. if there was no fluid in it. Nice, and it was a sh- it was a really shearing. Oh, it was, it was horrible sounding. I've worked in the RTA um, bus stop. Uh, bus workshop sorry and doing some internet of things stuff for a company here and it's an amazing workshop really really cool workshop obviously everything's the same as what we've got but it's 900 times bigger yeah um some of the things they were doing on their buses in there you know absolutely a lot of them were accident damage right but like gearboxes out that fill this room and it's just huge huge work and you know those those things have a they have a very, very hard life. Yeah. Literally twelve hours a day running. And they're and they're start, doing start stop, stop, stop so they're stop. hot. It's suspension down to let people on and off. Yeah. And yeah, that's they have a real hard life. Real, real hard life. And anybody that says, you know, internal combustion, say what you like about it, obviously it's ridiculous and it's not been great for the environment and, you know, hindsight twenty twenty and all that. Yeah. When you get to heavy duty vehicles, trucks for haulage and buses, like the reliability, especially the diesel stuff, is amazing. Mm. You know these things are fantastic. You know they have a real hard life. But those, though, if you think about the work that that, I mean, just a differential what it's doing on a bus. That's a huge thing to go around a corner, and it's it's a massive amount of weight to get going from a bus stop stands standing start and then all the stopping and accelerating and they're in the traffic just like us there's no bus lanes here yeah. so in the UK we have bus lanes in most major cities and, and some towns as well but now they just have to fight through and yeah those, those things 
when there's when there's a problem in the diff there, you are going to hear it definitely, definitely. But I'm sure they'll fix it over there. That's those guys know what they're doing, and like most workshops, because they see the same stuff day in day out. I'm sure they've already yeah. They could probably diagnose it as it drives into the through the doors. The driver probably knows because it's probably the, not the first time they've heard it either. Yeah, yeah. Um, two things that I that getting back to the story before we get back to where I actually wanted to go. I passed by a billboard sitting in traffic advertising the Kia K8 today. Okay, and sweet looking vehicle. First thing I noticed is Kia's changed the the car logo. Don't like it. It looks I was, like it says KN, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It 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 really does Backwards look like a KN. Anyone, it does look like it. The K8, though, what a interesting looking vehicle. I'm just looking it up now because I can't think. Yeah. I've seen it, and I, I so I go I go down this road all the time, and you notice you know the billboard had changed, and and I only caught it at the very end because I caught the grill, and all I kept saying is, "Man, Kia's really gone a long way." Yeah, it looks like is it is it like the replacement for the. Cadenza or something. Yeah, I think it looks so. like. Yeah, I think so. Very Hyundai. Not that that's like saying a VW looks like an Audi, but I know, but it does look like the Hyundai, doesn't it? But that's nice. Yeah. 12.3 inch curved display inside. Uh, class leading length and wheelbase, <laughs> whatever that means. 12.3 <laughs> inches in class leading length is what they've led in with. Yeah. Who are they selling this to? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it that's the spec sheet that's it. 12.3 inch curve the one that wor- the one that worries me though and it's it's got, they've got a nice little website that goes through all the stuff and it's going through you know some of the things that they're they're trying to push but the bumper integrated radiator grill i saw that and i just went oh no this is i mean cool but i don't want to have the bumper and the radiator grill in the same place oh, no. for when it but there's there's also all sorts of LEDs inside of it, which are really cool. So you know where you in some vehicles where you you've, you you've got your well you pull out Andrew Thomas and you put your shag carpet up on your your dash. <laughs> it's it's got kind of a shag carpet. It doesn't have a shag carpety thing, but they've got some kind of uh, cushiony thing on the dash, and they've got LEDs coming out of it as well. It's kind of like a party zone. Well. So, so on one hand, one hand, it's kind of cool. And I'm, I'm, and, and, and look, I like Kias and I like Hyundai stuff. So on one hand, they're they're really pushing. Hey, we got some really cool technology. And then the next one, we also got some kits here for you that you're really gonna love because you know, if you want to do karaoke, we got you sorted. Yeah, it's basically the Rolls Royce roof just yeah. draped over the dash on the bottom of the screen. I can see it here on uh, kiauae.com. Yeah, and it's telling me about a grill. Yeah, I mean, all I'm saying with that is when you. You've now got a bumper to replace for a grill breaking. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's it. You're gonna. You, you, that, how much is that going to cost you? With moving light patterns inspired yeah. by diamonds. Well, then. Okay, then. So that is a easily a five thousand dirham bumper right there. Thousand yeah. pounds for a bumper. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be cool. We got to go try one of these. I know we keep saying this all the time, but we really need to go give one of these a drive. Yeah, three zone f- climate control. I think that's what driver, passenger, backseat, everyone's got yeah. that. Okay, that's cool. Well, not my vehicle, but yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. sure about, is that a fully glass roof as well? That's it, very market there, relevant then. There was, there was, there's a, a piece of the video where it's, it's coming down. So yeah, it looks like there's a big glass roof with a, you know, some, something inside. It'll drive nice. The tech will work. The yeah. AC will be great. It'll be reliable. Yeah. You know, 
Um, I love Kias because they're affordable to repair and affordable to service. Yeah, but you know what? I've noticed recently, Kia and Hyundai, and fair play to them, they're probably, it's probably well overdue. Starting to get a bit pricey, aren't Ooh. they? Starting to believe their own hype, which yeah. is fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. we've got a customer in the other day who, who wanted to buy a new car and he'd settled on a Pajero. Are they, are they given discount getting rid of these things prices now because they're not? No, I think you said they didn't have many of them left because they're like there can't be any, they're not making them anymore, are they? No, no, he was at 100k on this one for brand new. Wow, sort of mid range thing, but that's, that's um, expensive. He was like, It's 15 minutes for the <laughs> infotainment to load, and <laughs> you know, it's like, Yeah, no, it's what do you want me to do, mate? It's 15 minutes to get to 60 as well. <laughs> But yeah, and and that car in, in two years time is going to have a really smelly exhaust. Yeah. So just just so you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I I I had actually said to him, you know, Kia and Hyundai. Yeah. If you're in that sort of ballpark figure, that's the place to go to, because you'll get the German refinement. And to be fair, the American actually the American stuff is especially the the GMC and the Cadillac stuff. Yeah, but. He said he was priced out. They were they were too yeah. expensive for the size that he needed. So mm. went for the Pajero, and he's happy with it. It's a big lump of a thing, and it's perceptively yeah. safe, at least. Yeah, i i was I found it very interesting. The the K eight from looking at the back bumper, the back lights. If you go in there, and, and those at home who are listening, now you're going to have to go Google K eight. <laughs> reminded me of an Audi. Yeah, well. And I, it's I'm, actually quite. Um, and I, I really thought when I'm looking at the back, I'm going, you know, it's got that weird logo that they've changed, and and I get why they've done that because the old Kia badge was a hard badge to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is any better, but it it really reminded me. And I don't know if that's I've I've seen that Audi. That's the A6, maybe. It's because the VW Group stuff has gone back to the old classic Porsche and Audi days of. Yeah taillight across the whole back bumper so maybe it's just or, the taillight but it's kind of that that swooping back that looks like you open up the whole thing you got like a hatch yeah yeah I, I, there's i mean it looks it looks kind of samey in terms of <laughs> yeah. all cars these days yeah. but you know it's it'll be a nice car there's yeah. no doubt i mean i don't know why we need a diamond effect grill but it's differentiation right and we definitely don't need a full glass roof in this market no no but there's, you know, that's me just being picky about it. That's how I am. But yeah. I, I, we know it'll be reliable and it'll be cool and yeah. it'll, everything will work on it. Let's go take a look at the K8. It's kind of cool. But what, the, where this whole conversation was going, oh, it's only been like 12 minutes since we started. <laughs> and we we talked about congestion on the roads. We talked about a car that what didn't intend to talk about. I was sitting behind a BMW 730. Okay. And I was looking at the 730. And Did it get like, put in the back of a truck. No, but mm-hmm. but I was looking at it. I was just kind of going, "What is it that I don't like about it?" And I'm just <sighs> looking at the vehicle, and and so I'm not in it. And I know it's fast, and I know it's comfortable, and I know it's full of so full of tech that it 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 would make Elon Musk, you know, salivate. I I know all that, but it it just looked like a box. Yeah. It, it kind of, it, it, it let me down. I'm looking at it. I'm just going, I get it. And I, and I had to look quite long because the guy did cut me off and then sit in front of me. <laughs> and I was just looking at it going, why would I not, why don't I want one of those? Mm. 
And then fortuitously, right up beside us was a Hyundai Genesis. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, a lot of similarity, but I'll take the Genesis. The Genesis isn't a bad car, is it? The big one? No. Yeah. I, see, the problem with the, the BMW 730, not 730 particularly, the 7 Series, we get the 30, the 40, and the 45, and the 50, and the 60 <laughs> with the 12 in it as well. <laughs> but the 7 Series in, in itself, of the previous generation at least, they were just so ungainly. Yeah. The back end was unnecessarily yeah. big, and they just and they're trouble. They are trouble. They're expensive to repair. I mean that the from a purely car perspective in in its segment. I mean, I would personally put it up against. I would say it's against an S class and it's mm. against an A eight. Mm. Both of those cars are way better than it. Really, the interiors are better. They look better. Really? They drive better. But I. I I don't like the 7 Series, and I don't like a lot of the saloon BMWs, especially that big that big 7 Series, is, is it's just ungainly. The yeah. wheels seem too small for the body. Maybe that was part of it as well. I mean, it's it's weird, because if you love BMWs, and I know there's a whole bunch of BMW you know, aficionados, you're going to buy a BMW. You don't care. It's kind well, of yeah, like, we've just said the same, haven't we? We've just yeah. been saying about Teslas. People yeah. buy them because it's a Tesla. And, and you love the badge, and you've aspired to own a Beamer. And BMW probably one of the earliest brands to do that, really. Yeah. So yeah, people and they haven't changed them. their ba- brand, uh, their badging. <laughs> no, not for a while. No, Kia has. <laughs> yeah, Kia okay, had no choice. Yeah, no, yeah. So and but, that was actually a funny one because I keep looking back home because I'm thinking, you know, someday I'm going to go home and I'm thinking, you know, what would I, what would I like to drive? And of course, we know that I'm going to get a Wrangler, yeah. but but I do look at other things and I keep thinking. A stinger would be nice. Yeah, it would be. And I saw one the other day, kind of had a little flare package on it. I'm driving by it, and I'm just kind of going, it It looked understated. Yeah. But you know when you get inside that it's it's like driving around in a Mercedes or a BMW, yeah. and you know that it's fast because it's got that twin turbo engine in it. Yeah. And I don't ever see anyone talking about those in North America. And I, I, I got to do some research because maybe they just don't sell them there. I don't know. It would be weird that they don't. But mm. I never see anyone, you know, sort of motioning towards, yeah, I want to get a Kia Stinger. Yeah, but the problem is, you see, in America, in particular, they're sort of, you know, it's probably because it's better than the Mustang and the Camaro. Yeah. And everyone, and the Challenger and, every, and the Charger and everyone's sort of yeah. used to those things and... Loyal to them, shall we say. Yeah. Well, and that's what the brown car guy and Imtishan said. He said, you know, a beautiful car. You get into it. This is, this is an amazing car. But it's got the Kia badge. Mm. Hence, they've changed the way the Kia... I literally had that conversation with a friend of mine who was looking to buy a car. And I, I recommended he bought... He wanted a Golf R, but because of the four-wheel drive, it was a little bit tight in the back for a baby seat. So I recommended the Gear Stinger to him. And you went to see it, and his question was, can we remove the badge and fill the gap without it being <laughs> a problem yeah, for warranty yeah, if yeah. I bought this thing? And this was a guy with cash in it, like he could have bought it cash, and, yeah. cash in his pocket there and then. But he wasn't going to drive a Kia. No, and he wouldn't have a Jaguar because he didn't want to have a Jag badge. There you go. So, you know, it does work both ways. So what did he it's get? Always what did he get in the end? He left. Okay, he left. <laughs> so like, I can't deal with this, yeah, I'm getting yeah, out of here. No, he left the country in the end. Um, but no, it, it was... That exact conversation of, yeah. oh, it's the badge, which yeah. to me is silly, but then I've never been in a position 
to have the money to buy a car, like you know, and therefore not necessarily operate in those kind of circles where it might be a problem. Just on a side note, if Imtishan Gyado ever says he's going to give you a drive somewhere, uh, take your own car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I only say that because... Just make a note of that. Yeah, just note that down. Imtishan, great guy, exquisite ability behind the wheel of a vehicle, but I've never been so scared in my life driving with that guy because he's like, let's see what this car can do. So this is not the time to be experimenting with a car. It's dark. Yeah, yeah I know it can do it. <laughs> hold on. As soon as he says, hold on and hand you a helmet, then you know, oh no. <laughs> and a bag. Yeah. yeah, You might need this yeah, as well. It's like, oh bag. no. <laughs> hmm. I'll remember that. And now we'll know if he's listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we, we just get on here and abuse people to see if they're listening. Yeah. And try and get them to react. And then, then others send them, did you hear what they did with you on the podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Hey, what's going on in the shop, by the way? Just loads of stuff. Like, say, people not turning in today has been great. Really, really great. I mean, this is a big problem. I'm, I'm, it's not just your industry. It's the service industry in general and the repair industry. I'm, I'm talking to folks who've all got the same issue. A, either they can't find enough technicians, they can't find enough technicians who are reliable or they've they've got issues with their technicians who are actively looking to find other places because they think the grass is greener on the other side and there's there's just not enough people to fix our stuff yeah the problem is you can't you can't overstaff yourself and then no you know for the for the for days like this and it's not this isn't a regular occurrence that no, five no. people don't turn in uh, it's, it's just one of the challenges that you have and you have to deal with it yeah. you know if you're open and honest to customers and explain that you know we've had this issue and we might be a few hours or a day or so later than we said with finishing your work nobody's going to be happy but honesty is the key there's not much we can do about it yeah. you know so yeah we, we we've been having fun and games with the gti lately we've got manual gti in which oh, is great well that's nice mark six yeah that's needs a, a, needs a clutch that's obviously. a rarity yeah real rare i've never seen one here never who's, seen who's one fixing here. the clutches here you doing that in house, or you yeah, yeah, it? we'll do the clutch on it. Yeah, we'll get okay. a Borgenbeck clutch for it. Um, but the better than stock, getting the Borgen back um, available, okay, and as good. So All we're right. not going to wait yeah, fifteen yeah. days for. A I actually, I was, I was leading that in because one. a lot of the Borgenbeck stuff is actually better than the original. Yeah, parts, I mean, it's it, this, which is a weird one. This is probably actually from the same factory. I would guess it's you know, <laughs> it looks the same. So you know, I, I, I can't. Pete could answer that question for us quite easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the like I say this is the first one I've seen. So VW here need to order it, and it's fifteen days, well minimum, well. and it's four times the price of the Borg and one. There we go, no brainer. So that'll be fun. To, that'll be fun test driving. Going to be test driving that to Fujeran back. Uh, no, you don't need long drives with that. You just need to go around a track with it. Somewhere, somewhere <laughs> twisting, plenty of turns. You need to be using the... Oh, track night. Yeah, you need to be using the clutch pedal and shifting the gears on it. And that's what that's where the fun is. But no, we've been having fun with a, a Mark 7, which had a DSG in it. It had been sat for seven, eight months. It had been sat for eight months. Uh-oh. And the lady was increasingly longer periods out, out of the country for work. So she decided to sell the car. The guy wanted us to check it before he bought it. We did. It was okay. And then obviously it's had a shakedown over the first few days of him owning it and there's been little leaks here yeah. and there, which happens. Yeah. But then we had the issue of we literally fixed an oil leak on it and then it wouldn't start. What? just wouldn't start. And what had happened is the uh, crank pulley 
um, uh-huh. on the timing chain, uh-huh. so the sprocket slipped around on the crank, oh. and the keyway for the pulley had broken, so oh. it just went out. Engine went out of time, and that was the end of that. Wow! So How often does that happen? Uh, I've seen it's, it a few times. It's pretty rare, though. But maybe five, six times. Maybe is that just? Do you think just from sitting or? Yeah, just lack of lubrication. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, this so is always the problem with with cars that that aren't driven. Once they are then driven, you know, there's going to be oil leaks for a start because the seals have dried out. There will be oil leaks and likely to be coolant leaks. AC not going to necessarily work so well. So these these are. This is why, you know, if you find a four or five year old car with 10,000 kilometers on it and a four or five year old car with 60 or 70,000 kilometers on it, the one to go for is high mileage. Yeah. As long as it's been serviced. Mm. The low mileage one, it's going to be trouble for you for a while. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean huge repairs, but it's just inconvenience of having it in for little things yeah. here and there. So, so that, that's that message. If you're, you know, for whatever period of time, if you're not driving your car, Get someone starting it. Get someone moving it. And I don't just mean back and forth. Get them out there yeah, for a good 15, 20 drives, minutes. Yeah. Get the thing warmed up. Get the tires warmed up. And and then park it and do it again next week. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, we, we've said it before on air, haven't we? But Over think, and over. We're know, a broken record. Yeah, but, you know, we, we get we get problems with it. We had a Range Rover in. A Range Rover, pretty much of a similar story. It was inspected before uh, the, the guy purchased it. And then... You've got mail, and then the the Where'd that come from, <laughs> and then when when he had eventually got the car uh, after a week or so, it wouldn't start, and it wasn't. It was like the start motor had failed, and the head gasket had failed on it, and it was filling the cylinder with water, one of the cylinders with water, and then that was hydraulic in, so it couldn't turn the engine over. So that that's. Worst case scenario, really, and it could have been worse if 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 it had damaged the valves, which it doesn't seem to have. But these things happen, and that again was a car that hadn't been used and mm. had been used infrequently and for short journeys, which is terrible. You know, five or ten minutes once a week is worse than nothing, and certainly worse than getting a good thirty or forty minutes every week. So it's it it, it can be problematic at the best of times, but in a climate like ours, with with, with the, the the demands of the traffic and everything else here, speed bumps and all that. So, yeah, it, it's definitely worth taking the time to understand that if you are buying a car that hasn't been driven for a long time or hasn't been particularly driven much at all, you're going to find, if you do start driving it, that you're going to have problems with it. So it's again great advice. Keep your eye on the prize and save yourself the misery. Yeah, it's as and simple as that. Try to remember that just because you've always wanted one, <laughs> it might not be the best one to go for. Yeah, we've got a yeah. time bomb. We've got a ticking time bomb with a customer. She's oh no, really oh, no. nice customer. And she's been coming to us with her four. Is her name Nargis? Because that's also we we will fix. It's got Nargis number six. She's number six. No, no. Do you have your Do you have your customers numbered? Like the the first you know ten that, that ever brought stuff in? No, no we don't. No, no, yeah. we don't. But we could see who it was. We've got the record, but we don't have names for them. Well, yeah. not that we can say on here. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, she she 
been bringing their eco sport in for a while, and husband's, husband's been bringing his Mustang in for a while. And why is the husband driving the Mustang and she's driving the eco sport? Just the way it is. I'm afraid doesn't seem, doesn't seem very equitable at all. No, and to be fair, the eco sport's been really reliable and really good to her. So yeah, you know, she had a heart set on a Evoke Range Rover Evoke. Uh-huh. Okay, fair enough. Again, eyes have made that decision. Uh huh. Uh huh. But. Eyes have made the decision. <laughs> we inspected one, yeah, and it was a little bit sounded too good to be true, and the the the, the price was top dollar for what they go for, yeah. and there was plenty of problems with it, huge huge problems with them. Mm. Um, so talked her out of that one and said, "Look, this is what our report says, and I wouldn't recommend buying it unless you're going to get it for ten grand less than what 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 the guy's asking for." Yeah. Okay, thank you, great, but she'd already sold her car. Oh dear! So now hoping she's hoping that this was going to be okay. She's got yeah. a daughter, yeah. and what do you do? So she then went and found one, sent me all the details of it. I said, "Please walk away from that car." She bought it anyway. Oops! I've already agreed to the sale. Oh no! So it came from a a place that that they'd done an inspection with a, another garage, not with us. That on that inspection, it said transmission jerky. And the judder on acceleration from transmission. Uh, yeah. So I just said, look, that's 10 to 15K waiting there. Oh, dear. So there's a there's an issue for us down the line. But, you know, this is the thing when you when you like a car for how it looks. Yeah. And there's a certain part, bit of necessity about the, the purchase, right? That no yeah, one, yeah. you haven't got a car. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's it's always a troubling time when somebody just buys something and they're in with a new purchase straight away with a problem. Glenn, you know what? I think uh, this is a great a great point where we say yeah. we're going to do this again next time, and we're gonna we're gonna kick off with a little tour around the shop and what's going on and what's not going on. And uh, great advice, great advice today. As we always, try, don't we? we try. <laughs> Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive. I'm James Pikeaway. Go check out the podcast. Over 90 episodes of this exquisitely informative, educational, and somewhat entertaining conversation. And we only diss the brown car guy once in a while. I'm Deshaun Moore. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just it's, clickbait. It's, yeah, clickbait. Exactly. If we can, we can ride their coattails just a little bit. We need that golden <laughs> plaque or platinum plaque from YouTube for That's a million it. views. That's it. That's all we're after. Thank you very much for listening. Share the link. So long for now.